Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast with your host, Angelo Kelly. This week, episode 10. I can't even believe I made it 10 episodes. I read or heard before I actually started the podcast that most, like 90% of podcasts stop after five or seven episodes because people quit. They realize how hard this is, um, how just getting different guests and coming up with different topics is really draining. And I'm just really proud of myself for the last 10 episodes that I've done. I can't wait to push to 20 to 30, even more than that, and just continue to grow this thing. I know this is what I'm meant to be doing. And each and every single week, I look forward to bringing some new information, new content to you guys. So thank you for joining me. This week, I'm just going to do a solo podcast. It's going to be basically my story. And I haven't really told this in length because I haven't had a platform to do so, but I figured episode 10 would be a perfect place to start. And just, I think there's a lot of lessons and takeaways and reasons I am the way that I am because of my background because of my childhood and I'm finally starting to learn that out so I'm going to dive into just what it was like for me growing up what um, going to college was like all those experiences what ultimately led me to quit my job and pursue creating as not yet a full-time job but doing it as much as I can until I can start making an income off this and just where I'm at now. This past year, I've grown more than I've ever grown in my entire life. I think if you knew me three or four years ago and you haven't seen me since then, you probably wouldn't recognize the person that I am now. And I'm so grateful for that. I don't want to be the person who is always the same. I don't want to be the person who's always making dumb mistakes and not learning and never growing. So I think it's important for me that I grow as much as I am. And I hope in a year you can say the same thing. I'm on a different level. I'm pursuing new passions and just making the most out of each and every single day. So I recently, this month, turned 25 years old. I was born in 1994. I I didn't really start thinking about this until recently, but I was raised by a single mom I haven't seen my real father since I was probably two or three years old. I've never had any contact with him after age two or three after my mom left. Um, And this has really hurt. I don't think that I ever thought it would affect me or I was never able to see just why I do things the way I do. And I think always... I had that I'm going to show you and always like trying to prove yourself. I've always worked so hard to prove myself to somebody, I guess, who who doesn't even want to know who I am. And that has been something that I've been looking at recently because I was never able to feel that or never able to just take a deeper look at how that's affected me and how I've acted the way I've acted over the last 25 years. So I met my stepdad at six years old. He 
took me in as if I was his own kid. And I'm so grateful for that because not a lot of people get that opportunity. And growing up, we did a ton of fun things. We went to thousands of baseball games and sporting events and just that um, as a family, we were able to travel for baseball. We would go to spring training every year. I was a bat boy for the Phillies. And I think one of the biggest lessons my dad taught me was to just ask. There's no harm in asking. So when I went to be a bat boy for the Phillies, all I had to do was ask. And someone said yes. And then I would ask other things. Can I... I used to be friends with a famous baseball player and he would be at autograph signings or something and I would just ask, hey, can I just sit sit with you while you're doing this? And he said yes. And people continue to say yes throughout the course of my life. I met so many amazing athletes and celebrities just by asking. And I think kids today in the social media era are afraid to to really talk to people and to just ask for the fear of rejection. And I don't think I've ever been, I've never had that just because of that lesson I've learned. So I was always a baseball player when from probably from the time I was a year or two old, I always had a ball in my hand. I always wanted to hit. I just loved baseball. I would sneak into my mom's room at night and put on Sports Center. I was always throwing the football, playing basketball, but really my first love was baseball. And from the time, I think I was seven was the first time I played like organized baseball after t-ball. And my first game, I had a broken arm. And um, I remember I had a cast on my throwing arm, but I could still catch. And I was one of the only people on the team who could catch. So I played first base. I was diving for balls with a broken wrist, and I just remember having so much fun playing baseball. And that was just really my passion from the time I was two or three years old. I always loved that. So by the time, basically, I played travel baseball growing up. I always played in tournaments and everything. I don't want this to be too long-winded, so I'm kind of skipping around, but my junior year, I try out for the baseball team. I was on JV as a sophomore, which all my friends were. So I didn't see that as embarrassing or anything because the school I went to was really good at baseball. So if you were a sophomore, most likely you played on JV. And then junior year, you went to varsity. And junior year, all my friends made the varsity team and I got cut. I went to the JV team again. I played really well, but I never got called up. I never even got the chance to sit on the bench for varsity, which would, was most of my friends were doing anyway. Not a lot of them were playing, even though I was playing on JV all the time. But I remember that year just being what I thought was the worst year of my life. I was so embarrassed to say that I was on the JV team all I wanted to do was be on varsity with my friends and they weren't even playing. They, a lot of them were just sitting the bench and they had night games so they wouldn't get done till nine, ten o'clock at night and I would be home by six or seven after we played. But I just remember that year 
being so tough. I was so embarrassed the whole time. And then I had a really good summer. I finally started to lift weights and that's where I really fell in love with just getting stronger and having changes to my body that I've never seen before. I started to develop some definition in my arms, uh, started to get some abs because I always had some baby fat. But if I look back now, like I probably thought I was the biggest guy ever. Like I thought my shoulders were just absolute bowling balls. I thought my traps were huge and I was probably still 130 pounds, which is funny looking back. But I think that time really shaped me in the gym. And it was the first time where I saw that directly, once you put result, once you put the work in, you're going to get the results. And my senior year, I finally made the varsity team. I didn't start right away. I had a junior in front of me who the coach thought was better. He played like the first five games. I remember we went to Florida. We played in spring training in Disney World. And I was the first game we played. I was the only person on the entire team who didn't play. And (laughs) I was just so pissed off. We ended up, I think we 10 run the other team. And then we ended up having an inner squad scrimmage after like the umpires left and stuff. And the other team just still wanted to throw their pitchers. And I got like three at bats, but I was so pissed off. It was so embarrassing. I went all the way to Florida and I was the only person on the entire team who didn't play. And um, once I finally got my opportunity, I started to play. I started to play well. I ended up um, deciding to go to Eastern University where I played baseball. So my freshman year i was i was really into baseball but at the time and my parents don't even know this i don't think but um if you're listening sorry but i was drinking a lot i was partying a lot my freshman year i just really got into the wrong crowd and not that they were bad people but they just weren't the right people for me so I always struggled to fit in and I felt like if I partied, if I drank more, if I was did stuff that other people um, wouldn't do that I would be more accepted. And um, so this went on for like my first semester of college basically. I drank a ton. I was going out all the time. I would even like during the week I would get drunk in my dorm room. I'm like, what am I doing here? Just hanging out with the wrong people. And really once the baseball season started, I decided to just stop drinking. I was like, I'm not going to drink at all during the season. And I ended up playing really well. I had a blast. I just really fell in love with baseball again after just going through a rough time during my junior year and then the beginning of senior year. But I just really wanted to commit to this. So I didn't go out. I didn't party at all. And basically, that was the entirety of my college career after that. I grew up a lot my um, second semester of my freshman year. And I really just learned the importance of not hanging out with the wrong crowd. Again, it's not the people that are the wrong crowd, but it's the people 
who might influence you to do things and be somebody that you're not. And then, so after my freshman year, I really got into lifting weights. I got into like powerlifting, so I was doing the bench squat and deadlift. I started to see a ton of progress, and I really I competed in powerlifting the first time my sophomore year. It was like right before Christmas break, and I remember from the fall before that, I was crushing the ball. I really started, I made a huge jump from my freshman year to my sophomore year. I th- We had like a fall world series and I think I got out one time in like 15 or 20 at bats. Like I was just crushing the ball, ready to get going for the season. And then I really just competed in a powerlifting meet. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't like Eastern and um, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna transfer. So I transferred, I went to community college for a semester, and then I went to this school called Winthrop University in South Carolina. I went there for one semester. I absolutely hated it. Um, I think I just didn't know how to make friends. I didn't, I'm an introvert 100% through and through. And I really, struggle down there because I wasn't a part of a team. I didn't have that culture when right before I walked in that I belong somewhere. I was just a student. So I spent a ton of time that semester just in my room, just thinking, just um, like I watched a ton of Netflix, a ton of movies. And I really just needed that team. I needed to go back to Eastern. So I remember I drove home from South Carolina like straight through nine hours. I went to Eastern to just hang out with um, some of my old roommates. And I remember we were just like kicking the soccer ball around on the turf. And um, I was like, this is where I need to be at. Like my heart is here. I need to go back. So I transferred back to Eastern. I and when I left, it was a big shock to the team and my coach, and I didn't go about it in the right way at all. So I kind of just left. I didn't give any warning. I walked into my coach's office on the last day of the semester and just said, hey, I'm going to transfer. I really don't like it here, and just left the team. And um, like looking back on it now, it was... It was the right decision for me at the time, but it also did hurt the team. It hurt my coach because I left. And then when I came back, it wasn't right away. I wasn't greeted with um, open arms. Like I I left the team. I walked out on the team and I deserve to be, um, I guess, treated as a, um, it's hard to put into words, but like, I didn't deserve to be accepted right away. I needed to work my way back on the team. Um, I needed to show up. I needed to work harder than other people. I wasn't gonna be given playing time just because of my freshman year or what I've done in the fall leading up to that. But also right before I came back to Eastern, like the last workout, last couple, weeks at um at Winthrop I 
hurt my back. I herniated like three discs doing a deadlift. I remember for like a week, I could barely get out of bed. I could not even tie my shoes. It was just the worst pain I've ever been in. But I could swing a baseball bat and I could I could throw. And I remember once I made the decision to go back to Eastern, I was hitting off the tee all the time. I was throwing inside at this place. I was driving like 40 minutes to Charlotte, North Carolina, just to train and get better at baseball. So I was really just meant to go back to Eastern. And um, so I got back. I played my sophomore year. I had the most fun I've ever had playing baseball. I met a great girl. I had a relationship for basically the rest of my college career. Um, and it was really good at the time. I'll go into that a little bit more later. But um, so my sophomore year, we made the playoffs for baseball. We, we um, beat the number one seed the first game of the playoffs, which was a huge accomplishment. We were not really supposed to be there. We weren't the most talented team, but we always had fight. We always had heart. And I just love all those guys so much. I think just playing at Eastern was such a brotherhood and brought me a ton of friends. And just recently, I've been getting reached out to a lot by the guys who have just been watching my YouTube videos, watch, listening to the podcast. And it's just great that I have all those people that... um that I'll be lifelong friends with just by playing a game with them. And um, it was just really a great time. So junior year, senior year, basically, I played really well for baseball. I ended up graduating. I became the record holder for hits in the career at Eastern. And then I also had the single season record my junior year. I had 66 hits in a season and I think the record was like 58 so I played really well and I think the biggest thing I've learned from college since now I didn't have fun and I was always the most competitive person on the team I wanted to win no matter what and when guys made errors when guys struck out looking with the bases loaded or something, I was pissed every time. I remember I would just, I just wanted everyone to work as hard as I did. And I wanted everyone to take every pitch as seriously as I did. I wanted people to show up before practice, get their swings off the tee. And when guys didn't do that, I was just always frustrated. And I think I spent four years just being frustrated all the time because I didn't have any fun. (laughs) Like, I had such a great opportunity at Eastern. I had so many great coaches, so many great mentors, so many great teammates. And the only thing I cared about was winning and my batting average and just doing good. And really, I have the baseball from when I broke the record for hits. I've never touched it. I have it in like a in a case that sits out in our family room but like really I never look at it I have some other I have some pictures hanging on my wall and it does represent some of the best times of my life but I really wish I could just go back and enjoy it more I think I would have 
probably would have been a better player if I just had more fun and if I just focused less on the outcome and just loving my teammates and accepting everything that went on the field and went on off the field. I just had a bunch of great guys around me and I think that opportunity there was amazing. So I'm so glad I went back to Eastern. Once I graduated, I kind of hit a, I guess you would say a loss because I, so first that summer 2017, I tried out for a professional independent baseball league. I just wanted to play baseball so bad. I didn't want to give up on that dream that I had from when I was younger to just be a professional baseball player. And the league I played in was an absolute joke. It was a complete shit show. I remember after, well, basically you had to pay to try out. And if you made it, you were guaranteed a contract. The way the league was, I ended up, I played for two weeks. I never signed a contract. We were in dorms the first two weeks, so it wasn't too bad. We played like 10 games. I did okay. I think I, my batting average was like 270. I didn't strike out at all. So I was playing as well as I could have for the time. But um, I remember we we were supposed to go on a road trip to from Maine to New York and it was like five hours away and they said the team bus will be here tomorrow we'll leave in the morning and we were supposed to play the next day and um so we get we get up in the morning no bus uh the bus is going to meet us in New York so we're going to drive ourselves on this trip we'll give you like 40 bucks in gas and we had to drive ourselves from Maine to New York. It was like five hours and it was in the middle of nowhere. We drive through, um, finally get there. We're in a rural neighborhood, like a residential neighborhood. And we show up to our house. We just show up to the address we, we were given. And um, we got there and it was a three bedroom house and we had I think 23 or 24 guys on the team and three coaches. And the only furniture that was in the house was air mattresses. And that was it. There was no no kitchen set. There was no no furniture, no living room couch. It was just air mattresses. And my parents just happened to come up to watch me play. It was July 4th weekend. I called them. I was like, there is no way I'm staying in this house. Like, I'm concerned to go to sleep with my wallet, with my keys from just the teammates that I had. I didn't trust them. I ended up, I called who's now my ex-girlfriend. I was freaking out. And I remember she was telling me, like, you need to relax, like, try, just just stay one night. And she was going to come up to watch me play that weekend as well. And I told her, like, dude, you do not understand what this is like this house is an absolute disaster so I just left I quit the team I um mailed back my jersey and that was the only thing they were worried about when I told him I was like I'm not staying in a house with 25 grown men and they're like well ship your jersey back to this address 
and they signed someone else like immediately. But um, so that was the end of my baseball career. Basically, I ended up doing like men's league and stuff, but it was just never the same. I never had that passion. I think I got a really sour taste in my mouth from that experience and I went to work. I did what everyone does after they graduate college. So I went to work at an investment company, nine to five. I started training. I remember, I have a quick story. So the first day we show up for corporate orientation and just, if you don't know who I am, if you don't follow me on social media, I have a bunch of tattoos. I didn't have a full sleeve at the time, but I had a half sleeve. I remember. So you could definitely see my tattoos. I just look a little bit different than everybody else. So the first day I show up for corporate orientation, I'm wearing khakis and a polo. And every single person who's a male, and even most of the females, suit and tie. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm going to get fired right away. And then the second day, I learned my lesson. So I show up suit and tie, feeling good. Everyone's wearing polo shirts and khakis because they wore suits the day before. So I'm like, what the hell? I have no idea what this corporate America thing is. So at the time, I was really depressed. Like I would say the first couple weeks. I also, so my ex, we broke up um, probably in like, August or September. So basically, uh, within a couple of weeks of starting, I was selling my soul to corporate America. I had a very bad breakup. It was a hard time for me. And I basically, uh, so I'm living at home still. I'm every day is just like an absolute grind. It's taking every ounce of energy to sit in traffic, to go to work every single day, to just basically function was was a terrible time I remember just like it just sucked man like I was going to work every day I there was a few people who I really liked and they all ended up leaving before I did they like quit went to other departments or like went to other jobs in general but like Besides for those three or four people that I had at work, like, I just hated everybody. I, we used to have these one-on-one meetings, like, every two weeks, and my boss would tell me, like, what are you looking for? What's your next opportunity? And um, every time, I would just, I would go into these meetings, like, Jesus Christ, I just have to lie. I have to tell them, I think this would be a good fit. I think this would be a good fit for me. And the only thing I wanted to tell him was I hate this company so much. I just want to quit. That's all I want to do. Just let me get my paycheck and I will figure it out. Like, just let me keep my headphones in. I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to watch YouTube videos. And I basically did this for a year and a half. And let me tell you, it was the worst year and a half of my life that I had to spend in that cubicle after training. It was just every single day was, was took a hundred thousand percent energy from me to do nothing. I, and from this year, so 2019, probably from maybe even before 2019. So like 
uh, November, December 2018, I really started to spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. I spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos. And then I thought, why don't I just start my own platform? Why don't I just do this stuff myself? Like how hard can it be to put a freaking three minute clip on YouTube? How hard can it be to interview someone on a podcast? And I just started. I started filming myself. I feel like I looked like an absolute clown. I had no idea what I was doing. I was doing it on my iPhone. I had no camera at the time. And I was just filming basically my lifting, doing Olympic weightlifting. So I was filming that. I wasn't, I had no personality. I already have a really monotone voice. I have a tough time with that. So that was one of the big hurdles on getting started. But um, so I basically throw a couple videos on YouTube. The first one immediately gets banned because I have like two chains or something in the background at the gym and the video, so the video gets taken down for copyright infringement. I'm like looking on Google, like what is copyright infringement? What, why is my video not showing up? And basically on YouTube, when you have videos, you can't have um, music that's copyrighted. So any song that you hear on the radio, any song that's on Spotify, someone owns the rights to that and you're not allowed to make content with their music. And you can sometimes get away with like, you can not monetize your YouTube if you wanna use like copyrighted music. But um, I made the decision, I wasn't gonna steal anyone's stuff, I was just gonna buy my own subscription to, um, to copyright free music so I can use that all the time. But that was basically my first experience on YouTube. So fast forward a couple months, I'm maybe 20, 30 videos into YouTube. And then I'm really, as I'm doing these videos, I'm just lying to myself. I'm, li I'm giving myself excuses why I can't quit this job, why I can't get rid of my healthcare, my 401k, all that stuff. I just... I need that stuff. I need health insurance. I need steady paycheck every two weeks. And I'm just constantly just rationalizing that to myself and why it's worth it. And then, so fast forward, the company I've worked for, you basically got a large bonus, like 10 to 15% of your salary every June. And in like February of this year, I just wrote down in my journal, didn't tell anybody, I'm like, I'm going to quit as soon as I get this bonus. And then I told my mom and then I told my dad and I didn't receive like a positive, um, I get, I don't know how I'm trying to explain, but I didn't have the support that I guess I was looking for that when you quit your job, you're giving away a lot, you're I'm getting rid of that paycheck. I'm getting rid of my references. I can't use that company as a reference. I'm getting rid of my 401k, which was great. I had great health insurance. So when I got surgery, I was out on disability and I got paid to just recover for six weeks. I didn't have to go into work. I didn't answer any emails, I did, but I got paid full salary. And I was giving all that up, but I knew just going in there one more day, 
was just the absolute hardest thing I could do. I could not imagine just sitting in that cubicle for another eight hours. So I just quit. And I started making videos about how I quit my job. And then I started the podcast. And just the experience that I've gone through in the last year, I can't believe how much I've grown. And I'm just so grateful for everything that's happened in the last year. And I still feel like every single day I'm falling flat on my face. I have no idea what I'm doing. With the podcast, the first time I did a Skype interview, I couldn't get the audio to carry over into iTunes to upload it. And I'm freaking out for a night for two days. And um, I have YouTube videos that I'm trying to get out there. I'm afraid to hold my camera in public. I'm afraid what are people going to say when I sound monotone as hell. I just look like a clown. So most of the time I don't even shower before I do the videos and my hair is looking like a mess. And I really just learned to love everything that I'm doing right now. I'm loving the process. I'm enjoying everything that I have. So I still do live at home today. I have a part-time job. I work about 30 hours a week. And then I probably spend 15 to 20, 25 hours on the YouTube, on the podcast. And I eventually want to flip that. So if I can work 15 hours a week and then spend 30 to 40 hours and do full-time podcasting, full-time YouTube, and just really create, that is my ultimate goal. I just, when I spoke with Natalie Newhart on the podcast, I thought about doing the vision board and I just put on the vision board what I need to do, what I need to chase after. So just just having fun. I spent so much of my life not having fun and I really just want to focus on that now. So like when I do my weightlifting, I want to just have fun. I don't want to worry about the results or worry about what weight I'm doing today or what weight I'm going to be doing in six months from now. I just want to enjoy it. I want to hike outside and just have fun, just be in nature and just enjoy it and laugh and just just really um, just grow. And to grow, I think you need to tear down those walls. And there's a time and a place where you can really start to see huge improvements. And I would say the last like three or four months, I really, after I got over that original fear of what are people going to think about me? What are my friends from high school going to say? And the thing is, one, most people don't care. Most people aren't watching my YouTube videos. Most people I know aren't listening to my podcast. So, and that's fine. They're not my audience. I'm not worried about people's opinions who aren't going to pay my bills like no one is paying for my health insurance well my dad is but no one's paying for my car payment no one's paying for my phone bill my mom does help me out a little bit we split the phone bill but um just besides my parents no one else is helping me so i'm not gonna worry about those people's opinions and if they say to their friends now what he's doing is stupid and I can't believe he's putting himself out there like that 
he looks like an idiot and I'm not afraid of people saying that anymore because one I know people probably don't care and two if they're hating on me they wish they could do their passion they wish they could quit their job they wish they could do something that they love doing and all these things that I'm doing right now I absolutely love I'm having so much fun and just doing the podcast I'm learning from people when I'm doing the YouTube videos I'm just I thought I would run out of ideas really quickly and I haven't and then even just like opening up on this podcast like I've done today I could never do this shit like four months ago I could not imagine telling my story I'm not even sure how this is going to turn out I I'm not going to edit any part of this I'm basically just going to add an outro when I'm done but everything I say I'm meant to say and I've accepted it and once you do that once you just accept who you are just love who you are you can just let go of the results you can appreciate the process I have it tattooed on my arm and it's probably my favorite tattoo that just says trust the process and most people think it's for the 76ers it's not it was a bet in college my buddy Shane he said the first one of us to hit a home run the other person has to get a trust the process tattoo because we were always saying it to each other so he hit a bomb at DeSales and I remember getting the tattoo and I was like holy shit I love this thing I'm actually, if we didn't have the bet, I think I would have got the tattoo anyway because it really, like three simple words just mean so much to me to just trust the process. Everything that you're going through, it might suck in the moment, but you're learning, you're growing. You need to experience that. Just like I needed to experience leaving Eastern. I needed the experience of coming back with different people. I needed to go through a bad breakup. I needed to work that corporate America job. And now that I look back on all those things, I can finally accept everything. I can accept my ex-girlfriend for who she is as a person. And I really hope that she's doing well and that everything works out for her. I really wish all the people at Vanguard I probably shouldn't have said Vanguard, but that's where I worked, that I hope they're doing well. I hope they can continue to move up and and really just enjoy their jobs. I hope they can do that one day. I hope all my teammates from Eastern are just loving what they're doing, are just continuing to make a difference. And I've already had like four guests on from Eastern, and I'm probably going to have more in the future, but just that place has such a special piece of my heart and just looking back on it now I can see just how many amazing people and how many great things came out of that one place even though it's a small Christian campus and we might get made fun of by other schools and people think we're Cabrini but um just being there and all the experience I've had in my life have led me to this moment have led me to doing this podcast. I'm appreciative of everything I have, all the experiences that I've gone through in life. And I really, I don't know if this made sense, but this is just my story. And I wanted to open up to you guys. 
this has been something that was hard for me to do, but I'm glad I did it. And I look forward to talking to you guys on the next podcast. We should have a guest next week. I don't know who it's going to be yet, but I will work hard on that over the next week to just bring someone who I'm interested in, who I want to learn from, who I think that you guys will learn and grow from. And yeah, so thank you for if you made it this far in the podcast. I feel like I'm rambling. I'm going to listen to this back and hopefully it made sense. Hopefully I don't have to delete this and try again. But um, yeah, I appreciate all you guys. If you could leave a five-star rating on iTunes, that would be amazing. If you could subscribe to the podcast, if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, there's links below. If you could reach out to me on social media, let me know that you're enjoying it or you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. I thank each and every one of the listeners for just tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.